The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Empower yourself and get inspired to build the life of your dreams. Welcome to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. Hello and welcome to our show. I'm Dr. Drayvon James and this is Everyday Peace. I am super excited to be here with you today as we explore the concept of living a life of peace every day today included. I don't care how chaotic it has been. I want you to know that today holds in it wholeness, completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken, totality. And of course, you know, that is our working definition of peace in everyday peace. And I want you just to imagine, and if you can close your eyes right now, that yes, it is possible for you to have peace every day. Yes, you deserve peace every day. And yes, you can have everyday peace. Open your eyes and know that on this show, on the Everyday Peace Show, we work together to bring you the topics and the guests to partner with you as you create your life of peace every day. And this show will be no exception. I promise you, this is an amazing show for we have some amazing guests for you today. But if you missed last week's interviews, let me tell you what you missed. You missed Taylor Draper. He is the CEO and co-founder of Inherent, a men's apparel line created out of the need to recreate the self-image and healing mental health of men. So it's a it was a wonderful show. I encourage you to go back and listen to that show. Also, we had Sharon Valenti, and Sharon Valenti is a serial entrepreneur, a coach, a teacher, and she has managed to lead the world in business integrity and sincerity. So Sharon has a diverse business endeavor, has empowered her to be able to coach millions of people. And uh, so go back, listen to those shows, pick up the, the, the jewels that they leave there for us and also their contact information. If something um, jumps off in your spirit and says yes and aligns with these guests, contact them, see how you can work with them. It is so important for you to go the next step in your healing and your self-discovery, wherever you wanna be. So last week's show was extraordinary as will this week's show be extraordinary. If you would like to listen to last week's show, you can access the show in our entire library of shows by subscribing to the Dr. Drayvon James Everyday Peace podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher, or you can listen to them on the unityonline.org website. Another great place to access information about Everyday Peace is on our new and improved website, drdrayvonjames.com. The website includes past shows, words of wisdom and encouragement. Free gifts are up there. When I say gifts, multiple gifts, I encourage you to visit. We have a wonderful gift up there now about self-esteem and uh, self-confidence. So please check that out. You can find excerpts from my book, information on how to get 
into our coaching program, information on how to get into our free, absolutely free <coughs> Facebook group, which is Leaders in High Heels. So please, I encourage you, visit the website, drdravonjames.com, bookmark it and visit often. So our everyday peace moment for today. As you all know, I've said it before, we're rounding to the end of the year. And that's fantastic because guess what? We made it. Not only did we make it, but we thrived in this year. I want you to pat yourself on the back for your amazing accomplishments. But you and I both know that there are still hurdles ahead of us. In fact, there are hurdles today. Wouldn't it feel great to show up in the world as your authentic self? As your authentic self. Now, it takes lots of different things for us to develop in ourselves in order to do that. One of those things is a shift in our perspective. Seeing yourself and loving yourself is key to being comfortable and showing up in the world as your authentic self. Do yourself a favor today. Love on you. So that is our our everyday peace moment. We're going to go to our first guest today. Mr. Anthony Teresi is a multidimensional traveler a renowned psychic. He joins us today to discuss his book, A Rippling Wave, and getting closer to discovering your true self as we follow him in, on his journey and this ascension path. Anthony, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Oh, it is a great pleasure to have you here. You know, when you mentioned the term multidimensional traveler, you have my attention, but then you match with it, renowned psychic. So I'm all in, and I know most of our listeners will be as well. Um, start us off just a little bit about that journey, being a multidimensional traveler, being a renowned psychic. How did all this come to be? Well, so uh, it's a life work, obviously, and uh, the uh, multidimensional part is a reference to the ability to travel uh, beyond the three-dimensional reality that we see when we look out through our eyes. Uh, much of this was developed in the opposite sense, quite frankly, uh, which is sort of in line with what you were just talking about. Much of this was developed uh, as a desire to go within and discover the extent of my authentic self, as you mentioned, uh, but the greater reality of where is consciousness? In fact, what is consciousness? What does it do? How can I access it? Well, how can I travel through uh, that level of greater knowing? And it's been this uh, quest, if you will, uh, from the inside out uh, to visit these higher dimensions. So as I grew in my ability to access consciousness, I also grew in my ability to travel beyond the three-dimensional plane. Oh, you know, now I don't know if this, if you meant to do this, but as you were talking there, it almost made me feel like any one of us um, having the desire and of course the discipline could possibly engage in the same travel in this this level of greater knowing. Is that the case, just with training and discipline? Absolutely, and that's what that was the main reason, or one one of the two main reasons why I wrote the book was 
uh, and put it in the kind of format that I did as a journey, as more of a guide, if you will, through these experiences that I've had. Uh, the, the desire has always been to open up the possibility that this is just not some special gift that I have, although uh, I look at it that way sometimes. I'm very, I feel very blessed to have been able to pursue this for a lifetime, but we all have it. Uh, unfortunately, uh, through modern-day technology and the bombardment of uh, world events and on and on, this uh, still soft voice is shouted down, uh, and uh, we uh, tend to disengage from it. But there are a lot of people uh, out there today in the world who are uh, stepping back from the noise, if you will, and are seeking, uh, as you put it, their authentic self. And in doing so, this will be a guide for what's possible. It's not the only thing possible, and it's not the only uh, journey, but it's one possibility, I hope, that will inspire others to say, well, gee, I mean, I think if, I, if I can do that, then it's worth the effort. Yes, yes. I, if I can do that, it's worth the effort. So true. And I love the fact that we're starting right here because I think too often people feel like, well, uh, I wasn't born with the ability to do this and therefore I can't develop this. But this is a, a gift, I, definitely a gift, but a gift that we've all been given and we can explore, we can develop. It's not without work and discipline as with any other skill that we develop in, in, in our lifetime. How does rippling waves relate to today's culture and the current state of world affairs and social unrest? Well, it's a uh, uh, counter to the stress levels and the competition and all of the uh, 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 goals that have been set up for us, uh, you know, by higher uh, individuals. Uh, these goals of competition, uh, get as much as you can, beat the other person down, these kinds of things. Whipping Waves seeks to initiate first your inner identity, which is your source of love, your source of uh, the ability to connect to the greater forces, your ability to connect to your creator, however you perceive him, her, or it to be. Uh, and it puts you in a position to, from that viewpoint, quiet these outer um, uh, distractions, which is what they are, and put yourself in a position to take a step back and become whole and realize that you are a mighty being and that you have the ability to rise above what seems which, uh, what seems to be, and I emphasize the word seems to be reality, to realize that there is a far, far greater reality that exists as wait, waiting for you to tap into it. And your belief and your teaching and your journey and your book points, and this is a question, points to the fact that you can tap into that reality right here in the physical form that you're in. You don't need to transcend, you know, leave the, you know, into the afterlife. 
this is something that we can learn to do now. Is that your, what you're saying? Absolutely. Um, the, con the concept of my book, um, it is a work that is based on all of the experiences that I've uh, had as an adult, a child, uh, and working through life uh, in terms of mastery and the ability to rise above limitations. Uh, and it would have been impossible to just simply lay all of that out. It would have been you know, 10 million pages long. Uh, so I put it into the shape and the context of a journey that uh, is representative of the uh, dimensions that one can travel. Uh, my experiences were my experiences. And it doesn't necessarily mean that these experiences will be the same for everyone. But depending on a person's level of mastery and a person's level of desire uh, to, to reach uh, uh, different levels, uh, I've laid it out in such a way that it sort of um, steps upward with each chapter into a new level, a new perspective, and a higher vibrational frequency so that by the end of the book, uh, if you've read it, and whether you believe it or not, it's not, not important. What's most important is that a person suspend judgment, read the work, envision what it's saying, and I guarantee the reader that at the end of the book, whether uh, you are uh, a Christian, an atheist, uh, a Buddhist, uh, whatever, uh, if you, uh, whatever your religious uh, background is, if you've read the book, at the end and the last page, you will be elevated uh, by sheer uh, identification with what's being said. Oh, I love that. It, it, you know, it does transcend all cultural lines and religious lines. So give us a little glimpse into one aspect of the journey um, that you experienced. Well, it starts out um, with an uh, experience uh, as an individual. It starts out with uh, a chapter uh, that uh, is dedicated to the coming to terms with the fact that once a person opens up and uh, realizes their true nature, uh, they have a choice. Uh, and that choice is to continue on, perhaps in a solo fashion, uh, as many monks do, for example. Or, in my case, for uh, what I felt was, as soon as I experienced this breakthrough uh, into my own uh, spiritual center, I realized that I just simply had to share this with everyone. And that started out uh, and put me in the position to live a life uh, in that regard. Uh, and that's why I wrote this book, uh, was uh, to uh, fulfill that desire to share these experiences with everyone, uh, with as many as I could. Uh, and uh, I think, like I said, the, uh, the book takes us on a journey where even if you are on the path and you're, oh, I don't know, just for example, halfway to your goal or a third way of the way to your goal, you're going to find these uh, uh, depictions 
of uh, the spiritual journey fascinating because they're going to relate to many uh, they're going to relate uh, to things that you may have often uh, experienced yourself so it's a it's it's a book that's written in layers and it's also a book that you can open almost anywhere and begin reading and get an insight from it as well Oh, I love those type of books. Is wherever you open up, it's almost like you're being guided. With on that particular Correct. page, you can start from there and start getting exactly what you need in that moment. It's, that is that's profound to me to be able to have that gift to give on each page something that someone can use and take into their journey. So, in 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 your work and. We're talking about your book specifically today, but I don't want to glimpse over the fact that you are a renowned psychic and uh, the ability to be able to relate to people. And I think this ties into your last statement is when you were having these experiences, you had a choice. You could have removed yourself from the world, you know, and went off into quiet study and, 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 and mastery of self and those things. And you're still doing that, but you've decided to maintain your presence in the world and and in doing so, uh, become a giver to people and with, with your abilities to be able to help and assist. And that I find fascinating because there are so many people who um, decide that this is something that they have. I'm sure having a gift of this magnitude can be overwhelming at times. So I can definitely understand um, the desire to go off on one, you know, into self, maybe seclusion is not the exact word, but a seclusive type of life, reclusive and even where you remove yourself. But what led you to stand up and say, you know what, I want to be able to give this gift and share my psychic abilities with people? Well, uh, I started out uh, originally as a musician. Uh, and in that regard, that was, uh, um, well, let me backtrack a second. I started out actually in my adolescence uh, uh, coming from a family that, uh, really embraced uh, the reality of these uh, circumstances and these uh, abilities that we have. I'm uh, a fourth generation psychic. Uh, and I don't mean that to, uh, to suggest that it's hereditary or genetically transferred. Uh, I only make reference to that because uh, it shows and it was helpful to me, extremely helpful to me to be able to develop even from a child uh, with that nurturing and that ability to uh, not be scoffed at or not think I was weird or you know that kind of thing. So I developed in uh, to my uh, early 20s uh, and music was my love and I pursued that and it took about 18 years or so before uh, I realized that I had mastered the expression of music where I wasn't thinking about it anymore and was just playing out of my creative will. Interestingly enough, I hadn't thought about it during that time frame, although I had studied metaphysical philosophies, the East and West has always been a fascination for me. But in the mastery of music, I realized that I had also mastered uh, the psychic ability uh, that I had, uh, because in order to play music uh, in order to perform, one has to, it isn't always associated with it, but one has to have a very powerful intuitive focus 
to be able to be in the moment and in tune with your with your own instrument and all the, the musicians around you. So I, after uh, that career ended, uh, I, it was my natural transition to move into uh, the psychic uh, realm where I could uh, find that I could uh, help uh, folks one-on-one, help them with their problems, help them with their decisions. Uh, I've never taken the stance of telling anyone what to do. I sit with my clients and we, we go over their issues and I say, okay, look, here's what happens if you take this path. Here's what happens if you take that path. I make that as clear as I possibly can. And the decision is always up to the client. Uh, and that's uh, where I am today. Uh, I did do channeling for a while, uh, but I found that I got more satisfaction out of uh, uh, dealing with um, uh, helping folks uh, through their daily lives uh, here in the, in, in the living, in the here and now. Oh, I, could, I could see the, the beauty in that. I mean, we do have a caller on the line, and I want to ask this one question before we go to the caller, because I think this is such a good question. Um, which of the guides and wise ascended beings and angels touches your heart the most, and what is the most powerful message imparted to you? That's hard. <laughs> um, I believe uh, my favorite, uh, or it's certainly one of the uh, moments in the book that I find most inspiring, is uh, we encounter in chapter three uh, a being that I've named uh, uh, a daughter of love right out from the heart of the universal mother. And in our conversation and in the uh, exclamations and proclamations that are made, we discover that our road to learning the vastness of the cosmos is uh, not possible. That we need to turn our attention to embracing the love of the creator, the love of ourselves, the love of our creative force. And in that regard, uh, we turn our direction toward the divine. And uh, it's hard to paraphrase the whole section, but that's that's probably my favorite uh, in that, you know, you, you want to learn the galaxies and you want to know the edge of the universe and where all this uh, stuff came from, but that's not really the main issue, uh, especially at uh, the level we are here in our per, uh, current evolution. We need yeah. to find that loving source within so that we can connect in community as opposed to conflict and um i think that's what that section talks about i love it i have to say i agree i'm going to go quickly to our caller here hello and welcome you're on the air with everyday peace i'm dr drayvon james and our guest today anthony teresi did you have a hello uh, dr yeah real quick question in your book do you describe how um one can go about the process of doing what you did and that's my question because i know you i know you're short on time Yes, uh, 
the book that uh, relates both to the inner and the outer. Uh, okay. The, uh, trans the transition goes from uh, first the discovery of self, then the uh, an example of uh, a community that exists uh, for the betterment of all, and then it uh, goes uh, deep into the universe within. Uh, and takes the reader okay. back inside themselves uh, before we go back out into the uh, other vibrational frequencies of reality. Okay. Great, uh, great, great. Thank you. And My thank pleasure. you for being an everyday peacemaker and calling in. I really appreciate your question today. So, and You're welcome. I, I got I to tell you that um, what you described is uh, the daughter of love and the angel and the message there, it sounds so similar. It says, you know, uh, as a phrase, and I know this is not religious necessarily, but it's universal law that the most precious of all of, of all the commandments is love, right? To love one another. And I think too often we are in our heads trying to figure it all out. We could just climb into our hearts and try to spread that and give that energy. And, you know, we'd have a much deeper relationship, not only with ourselves but with our fellow beings. So I, I want to thank you so much for being our guest on today with Everyday Peace and sharing your book with us and your journey. The book, again, for our listeners is A Rippling Wave. And uh, I want to share also uh, the website, if you want to give us your website, uh, Anthony. Sure. It's, it's, my, it's uh, my name, Anthony Teresi, A-N-T-H-O-N-Y-T-E-R-E-S-I.com. Right. And, so and that has all of my services, that has all my fees, that has uh, a lot of the ver the different kinds of uh, things that I do, music, uh, uh, readings, uh, uh, all, everything that I uh, am currently involved in. Yes, and I want to just do, do one, say one thing more. You mentioned that your style of, of, of providing readings for people is to provide them, okay, well, if you do this, this is what will happen. This is this is the eventuality of that. This is what happens on this road. There, uh, the, your client can make a decision, you know, which road to take. And I think that is what everybody wants. I believe that is a brilliant approach. So, again, thank you for being our special guest today on the Everyday Peace Show. My pleasure, and thank you for having this show and putting these kinds of uh, uh, energies out there in the world. It's shows like yours that are hopefully are going to uh, unite humanity at some point. Thank you. We'll be back after this message. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Create and build the life of your dreams. Welcome back to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. Welcome back to our show. I'm Dr. Drayvon James, and this is Everyday Peace. Well, I'm here to tell you we have another 
fabulous guest for this portion of the show, Lori. I said it right before the show came on. I said Lori Spagna. I don't think that's correct. So we'll, you'll, you'll get me straight on that. Um, but she is a best-selling author. She's a speaker. She's a spiritual catalyst. And she's here today to talk about our dormant DNA. That's been in the news a lot. But did you know um, you can activate your dormant DNA? And she's here to talk to us about how to fulfill our greater purpose by activating our DNA. I, I don't know about you guys, but I could use all the help that I could get. So I am excited to have you on the show, Lori. And your last name said correctly is? You said it right. Spagna is fine. Thank you so much for having me, Dr. James. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, I'm excited to have you. I think that this topic is so timely because uh, probably many people um, are feeling the same thing. You know, where we want... We need an edge. We need we need something to, to give us that little boost up. You know, those of us who feel like, oh, we're just on the cusp of something great. Or if you feel like I'm, you're still trying to discover what, what your purpose is and how to get there. I think having the um, the idea of having DNA, which we all have, right? There's all of us have that. And knowing how to activate that is super special and super powerful. So yeah. what is... You know, tell us a little bit about you before we get into all of that and how you came to make this discovery. Well, just a little bit about me was mostly that I, um, you know, I, I sort of fell upon this by accident, I would say, although maybe not. I was, at the time, I was living in Maui and I was going through a radical spiritual awakening of my own. I was, you know, massively changing very quickly. And going through my own sort of dark night of the soul, sort of like what humanity is going through right now, and um, only on a personal level. And and I learned through my own, um, what I would say, near-death experience, my own meditation, and what I call a kind of a first contact experience, if you're familiar with that concept, this stuff started to get activated in me. Mm-hmm. This awakening. So it's within all of us. It's dormant. We we just haven't accessed it. And for me, it was a radical period of time of of accelerated awakening that took place while I was living in Maui for two years. So, yeah, that's where it started. Because I'll, I'll say a little bit briefly more about that, just because I don't want to spend too much time on it. Just the long story, but what happened was I was living in corporate America. I was going through, you know, that corporate America, what I call sort of slave type of work and where you're just working like on the hamster wheel. And I was very miserable. And for the 20 years that I was doing it out of college, I started smoking two packs of cigarettes a day. I was drinking excessively. I was using um, doctors who were pumping me up on pharmaceutical drugs. And I was I got very overweight. I was excessively spending on credit cards, and I was miserable. I was just extremely, really unhappy, and I ended up sort of throwing it all to God and saying, take all of this. Like, I need help, you know? And um, there really was for me. It seemed like there was no way out. I just couldn't get myself out of that situation, and so I packed up and moved to Maui on the heels of a divorce. And this is when that all happened. So I was living in Maui for two years and I was meditating through the night and I was practicing a lot of esoteric practices with energy and healing and it got awakened in me that way. So that that's kind of like in a nutshell, the short yes. 
abbreviated background. But and I want to yeah, thank that, you for that. I want to thank yeah. you so much because I know, I I know, like I know, I know that there is someone right now who can relate to that. 20, 30 years in a profession or career that's literally killing you as you yeah. try to provide, provide a service. And it's not that you're not doing something that's wonderful, right? You're doing something that's great, that's helping humanity, but it's not your thing to do. And so the body right. responds, right? It, it sends you all right. these signals. And, you, and so thank you for sharing that. That dark night of the soul, I want to just encourage people that that is meant to do what I believe you're going to tell us that it did for you. Because now you are here. You came through that. And you are right. here giving in such a tremendous way. So you know, there is light at the end of that tunnel. So for sure, uh, keep going yeah. and get to your healing. Yeah. So, Thanks absolutely. for saying that. So, yeah, and I want to just emphasize that after the two years, while I lived in Maui and I went through this extreme healing protocol for myself and practice, all of that stuff that I lived with for 20 years out of college was gone. Like within two years, six figures in credit card debt was gone and excessive drinking and alcohol was gone forever. Like, it just melted away from my life, you know, smoking two packs of cigarettes a day that I did for 20 years out of college as a way to cope in corporate America. It went away. I never smoked again after those two years. I lost incredible amounts of body weight. I never needed another um, pharmaceutical drug or over-the-counter drug after that ever again and still haven't utilized any of that. So, so it was, to me, it's when we get right with our past, when we get right with our alignment with our divine source, and when we get right with our true mission and journey, those kinds of things can change from our lives seemingly like, I mean, I tried for 20 years to change those things. <laughs> and then once I just sort of gave it all to God, got right with my path, within two years, it was all gone, never came back again into my life. So does that so far make sense? It makes so much sense. We, we got to come back. I, I, I got to have you back on because there's not got enough, <laughs> enough time today because right. you are really hitting some points that I know resonate with people, right? And so yeah. I just wrote down a really good topic. We <laughs> come back and discuss because I know that you're the person <laughs> to do it. So let's let's get into this DNA and um, yeah. Because here we are, and we got, we all got, we all have DNA, right? So this is yeah. something that no one listening to this show does not have, and it's dormant and it can be activated. Talk to us about this part. Yeah. Well, so let's start with this. We know scientifically already, we know that we have twelve strands of DNA. Science has already validated that. However, most humans right now and science validates this too, that we're mostly functioning on two strands of DNA and that the other 10 strands science used to call junk. But in 2012, they started acknowledging credible scientists, you know, enough credible scientists acknowledge it's not junk, it's dormant. So we have two strands of active DNA that we're utilizing and then 10 strands of what is considered to be dormant that can be awakened. So let's just start with the first two strands, really basic. We already know, we know that has our, all of our genetics, you know, our skin color, our hair color, our eye color, et cetera, like all of our genetics, and then our, our, our gender, et cetera. Um, and then it also carries our ancestral lineage, which is our inheritance, right? So if we have something um, in our ancestral lineage, like diabetes or, or 
cancer or any disease or anything that's passed down from generation to generation, that's stored up in the first two strands of DNA, right? That's what that is. And up until recently, we have believed as a society, we believed that we were just basically victims of that, that we couldn't really change it. And now we have all these incredible scientists coming on, um, more public, for example, Dr. Bruce Lipton, great example, mm, who's yes. teaching us, right, epigenetics and how we can change that. So we can literally rewrite the stories of our ancestors. So the first two, the first strand, or one of those first two strands where the stories of the ancestors are passed down from generation to generation. And we might have believed, for example, that like we had diabetes in our, in our ancestry. We are now realizing that that's basically a story that someone in the ancestor didn't receive. The way I translate as a spiritual healer is they did not learn the lessons associated with their own dis-ease of living. They passed down the story to the generation ahead so that we, the future generations, could heal and resolve it by learning the lessons, claiming the gifts, which are gifts of consciousness, gifts of God, to resolve that through the DNA and the bloodline. So, so far, and this is just the first two strands, but does that make sense? It really does. It really does. And I, and I love the idea that we could go back and say, okay, I can, I can retell that story. I can reframe that, so to speak, is what I'm getting, walking away with. Yes, exactly. So let's just use one little example and then I'll move on to the others because I know we don't have a whole lot of time here. But like just one little example, any disease, for example, let's take breast cancer. If a family lineage has breast cancer, our old way of thinking up until recently has been that, well, the only way to you know, prevent it is to slice off one's breast in a, in, in a surgery. But in fact, that's not the way because the story is passed down through the generation and stored up in the DNA. And so if we go into the DNA, and this is not a physical thing, when we're talking about spiritual healing, we're talking about doing this energetically, spiritually with God's help. However, we understand our relationship with that one true omnipresent, omnipotent love, consciousness, wisdom, however we relate. So we work with our source, to rewrite the information in the DNA, we're doing it through consciousness. It's not physical. It's happening in a non-physical, energetic way. But the gift of breast cancer, for example, might be, might be as one example, forgiveness of the maternal line. One example. That might be the gift that God wants us to learn and to claim. And so as we receive that through spiritual healing, we can go into the whole lineage energetically and rewrite the story of the DNA. And we can actually pass it through generation to generation because we're working in a non-physical way, non-physical with God's divine grace, God's divine healing. So does that make sense so far? Yes. So again, the takeaway that I'm getting is this is deep and it's good. It's, there is forgiveness and love, and it's powerful to change things. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And so we, so what we can do is clear, heal, and resolve those storylines that caused us dis-ease and disharmony, and pass, were passed down from generation to generation and stored up. And right now, again, we're just talking about those first two strands of DNA. 
because they are the wounds of our ancestors. But when we clear it in our own DNA, we claim the gifts, we claim the benefits, which again are shifts in consciousness, awareness, energy, perspective, and it shifts and changes the literally the scripts, the genetic coding, and the, the, the way the information is processed in our DNA. So once we do that, and this is stuff that's not really as well known by science. It's just understood intellectually by science, right? Because okay. what they're doing right now is trying to study this, by the way. So, so, so we know a lot of times when we talk about spiritual healing, in fact, spiritual healing tends to be much more advanced and progressed than science. Science learns it after we do enough of it that it becomes seen in the physical world. But we're working in the non-physical. We're working with the gifts of the divine. So science doesn't always know all of this exactly the same way we translate it here, right? right? But so with that, let's go into the next 10 strands. Let's just talk about that briefly, because what that is, is essentially the gifts that we can access. For the most part, we could use the word after, but it doesn't have to be after, but it's, it's really is after we awaken our heart center. In other words, the way we access the other 10 strands is through compassion and love and care that we activate through our heart center. We become more compassionate. We become more loving. We become more caring. We become more considerate. We become more forgiving on our spiritual journey. And through that uh, process of awakening, we then find within ourselves, we gain access to the other 10 strands of DNA, which we, up until this time where we start awakening from our heart centers, we can't, we don't know this. We don't even know this stuff exists. So those other 10 strands hold the keys and the solutions to earth issues, to all of our personal issues and all of humanity's issues. So it, this is a big leap we're making here in this conversation in a very yes. short period of time. But the idea is just, yeah, just to understand the big picture of it because I'm, I'm, I want to make sure people get the big picture and then we can kind of break it down a little based on how much time we have. But so far, does oh, that make sense? You did a great job giving us the cliff notes, the synopsis, because what I'm hearing is that we get we get two areas here. First, we're going to clear up this personal. And I love the term you gave wounds of the ancestors. We're going to clear right. this up. Right. And now what if you don't know what your ancestral wounds are? Let's say, let's say you're just starting out. You don't yet have any diagnosis of any illnesses in the body. You're young, you're spry. But those wounds of the ancestors still are in there encoded in that two, in those two strands of the DNA. What could you, is there anything that you could do to say, okay, here I am today. I'm here in this show right now today. I'm young. I haven't had any diagnosis, yeah. but I know that. You know, I'm not the first person born in my lineage. There has to be some wounds, some some faulty yeah. thinking because we're all human. Some faulty thinking yeah. and perspectives from the past and my ancestral line. Can I clear that without having to go through the diagnosis and the yeah. illnesses? Can I clear before I get there uh, yeah. proactively? Such, such an awesome question. So glad you asked it. Because it's important to understand it's not just physical. You will know it, you, whoever you are. Because you know wherever the challenges are in your life, wherever there is hardship or any form of pain or suffering. So let's say your challenges are more around relationship challenges. 
perhaps in your childhood upbringing, you may have felt as though you weren't nurtured or cared for the way you needed to be. And you might have felt that people weren't there for you. Maybe you developed a pattern of thinking, feeling that your parents, maybe they alienated you or your siblings might have been competitive. And so you took on belief systems that no one's there for you. And now maybe you have relationship challenges of some kind. Again, just an example. Another example, financial issues. So you may have been raised by a family lineage that grew up during, as I get just an example, the Great Depression. And they learned there was not enough. And they learned to believe in lack or limitation or scarcity. And you may have taken that on. Maybe you feel either consciously or unconsciously that you haven't, don't have enough or are constantly being challenged in some area of finances, finances or don't feel like you can earn enough or make enough. So that could show up. Another example, I mean, it could show up in the, anywhere in the area of health, money, relationships, it can show up in storylines. So, for example, let's take, we saw recently the awakening of um, Black Lives Matter in the last year. There is a storyline that's passed down, and I don't pretend to understand this fully or know it, but I respect that the Black um, lineage took on storylines, we that they were slaves, that life was harder on them, under underprivileged or under, they had to work twice as hard. And I'm not denying that. But what I am saying is that the potential, that, that storyline is there and the potential to change it so that going forward, it can be changed. The experience can be resolved and changed. That, that's another example of what, what might be coded into the DNA. So again, it's not just physical. It could be relationship. It could be heritage. It could be money and materialistic possession. It could even be, one more example I'll give, a relationship with God. People could feel that God is punishing them, that God is not making things available to them, that God was, is making other people, uh, other people have luck, but I don't. The universe is withholding something from me, but other people have it. But, so that could be a storyline. For all you know, in another lifetime or somewhere in your ancestry, there might have been nuns or some kind of religious indoctrination that you took on that may be playing out. So it, it could play out in a, a, so many numbers of ways. Does that make sense? It makes sense. So self-awareness is going to be key. We, we have to watch our life. We've got to watch the patterns that are showing up. We've got to be aware. So we're here and we're, yes. we're in this and I'm moving us along because I know we don't have a lot of time. And this topic is fascinating and it's it's deep. It's it, it, You have to know that this is a deep topic. Um, yeah. DNA, D, DNA, as you mentioned, still baffles the, the greatest of minds in, in, the, in the medical field. So here we are talking about the 10 strands of the DNA that were previously referred to as junk strands. Now they're called dormant strands, which means that if something is dormant, it has some right. potential. And if it's brought to right. life, now we're talking about, oh, healing, uh, uh, almost universal healing, uh, the potential yes. to heal to heal mankind, to heal the universe. Yes. Um, right? This is big. It's bigger than us. Right? Well, this so is yeah. So I love that you said that too, Dr. James. And so let me say one other thing, one little example about healing humanity. And, and when I say healing, what I, what I really mean is resolving issues 
that are causing us any degree of pain or suffering or discomfort, whether it's physical, emotional, mental, energetic, spiritual, anything, any of those areas. But here's one example of something that's encoded in our DNA that we have not discovered yet. And again, this is spiritual healing, is that we all have codes of immunity and imperviousness in our DNA. Now that is, is in the dormant DNA, not discovered by science yet, although I, I sense that within the next couple of years, they will certainly see it because now there's a need for it more than ever before. But we have codes of immunity and, and imperviousness. Now, how do I know that they're there? Because I found them in myself and because I've been activating them for people and animals now for almost 20 years. But these codes basically... Once we start activating them, we start to walk around Earth knowing, knowing that we have immunity and imperviousness to any virus, any, any, any electromagnetic rays, technology, harmful interference. But again, you have to activate it with consciousness, which means free will consent. One has to freely choose it and freely acknowledge Yes, I'm choosing this and I acknowledge it and I recognize that the way I activate it is through my alignment and attunement with my divine source. Because it is it can be done through meditation, it can be done through certain breathing protocols, but it can never be done in the absence of love. It cannot be mm. done and there really never is, right? But it's the love, the free will choice. And an energetic vibration that, that comes with and from our unification with our source, our one true God, however we identify that. And so there's a process that we go through, but when we can activate those codes, in this example, codes of immunity and imperviousness, we start to know that we are immune and impervious, even to things like shedding or, yes, viruses. Again, it, it's not something like, it's not like um, a light switch. And yet, in a similar, in a way, it is. It's like something you can just turn on, but it's a vibrational shift that you make within your consciousness and your body and being. And then once that gets turned on, by the way, it starts to, it can, it, it, you can turn it on others eventually. Others can get it turned on. More, the more people turn this on, the more the collective will start being affected by it because it does have a kind of domino effect. So does that make sense? It makes such, oh my gosh. So here, here is a great service, right? Doing this for yourself, turning this on inside of yourself actually has a, so much power that it impacts someone that you're associated with or someone who comes into your presence that they can almost, I'm going to say without effort, um, but that they can almost automatically turn it on within themselves right so it's one like you said like, yes. it's like a, a domino effect with light switches we have just a few minutes and we do have a caller waiting that i want to get to on the line and hello welcome to the everyday peace show with dr drayvon james and our special guest today Lori spagna how um, do you have a question or a comment yes um very fascinating show so since we're talking about being able to i guess alter or change your dna Fear can be passed down from generation to generation. Can can that be? Is that could that be part of one's DNA? This whole concept of of like generational fear or you know yeah. fear just being okay. Yeah, that's an awesome question, and the short answer is yes. And the more in depth answer is that we can also clear 
heal and resolve fear because fear is an energetic frequency that is associated with what we call density or heaviness. And it can be transmuted like every other emotion, including anxiety, worry, fret, guilt, shame, regret, remorse, all of that stuff. It's not the truth of who we are. The truth of who we are is aspects of this one divine source that is infinite love, infinite peace, infinite, infinite abundance, infinite wellness. But we have to transmute that fear just like we would transmute any other density or heaviness from our field. And that includes the stories of fear and fear-based thinking, fear-based beliefs, fear-based ideologies that we have not only passed down from generation to generation, but we've taken on in this lifetime as well. Wow. So, thank you. Yes. Thank you. We have a little yeah. under a minute left, and I want to tell you, thank you so much for being an everyday peacemaker and calling into our yeah. show. You make all You're the difference. Um, thank so you so I much for your call. That this thank topic, you for your answer. This topic is heavy and is deep and is powerful. And I can I, I can almost feel like you your energy just popping into me because mm-hmm. it's eye awakening. And I love the caller bringing us right home to fear because fear is passed mm-hmm. on from generation to generation. I mean, you know, it's, it is almost the source of, in my mind, uh, to everything that is moving in the wrong direction in our life is caused by our fear of something. So um, how can our audience mm-hmm. get in touch with you? We have about 15 seconds left, but I, I know people want to be able to connect with you in your work. Yeah. They can go to my website at lorispagna.com, L-O-R-I-S-P-A-G-N-A. They can also get a free DNA activation practice and experience a free one for themselves at lorispagna.com forward slash free gifts forward slash DNA. One last free thing, if they go to my YouTube channel, they can search for um, codes of imperviousness and immunity. There's a gifted DNA activation on YouTube for people to activate their codes of immunity and imperviousness. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being here. Absolutely. Next week, same time. I love you guys. Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Hey, it's Radley Valentine. Join me for a brand new way of connecting with your angels on my new podcast, The Angel Tarot Show. Each week, you'll meet your angelic guides and guardians and find new ways to unlock unconditional love, tune into your intuitive abilities, and create the joy-filled life that, well, you've always wanted. Plus, you'll get a useful and timely energetic weather report, bringing you guidance for the coming week. Tap into the healing, hope, and guidance that's all around you on the Angel Tarot Show exclusively on mindbodyspirit.fm.